Hey, it's Carrie here at Get Your Vibe Right, and today I want to talk about how do we practice mindfulness so that we can get clear on the facts of a situation. And the reason that this is so important is that oftentimes we base our emotional state about a situation, especially if it's a high stakes situation where the outcome is something we're really attached to, <laughs> a certain outcome, is that often we base our emotional state based on that, not on the facts of what are really going on, but based on the fears that we've developed by creating scenarios in our head that aren't necessarily true by telling ourselves stories or in some ways trying to prepare ourselves for the worst case scenario by running through all of the terrible, awful things that could happen. <laughs> and then we get a huge charge on that. The stakes are so high and we want a certain outcome so badly that often there's a lot of fear around the outcome not going the way that we want it to, things not unfolding in a way that is healthy or favorable or what we really want. And this is when our little mind takes off. <laughs> it becomes almost like a little gremlin fed after midnight where something that should be logical and practical and basing our actions and reactions on what's really happening, it just turns against us. And all of a sudden, we are telling ourselves things that probably aren't true. You know, I think that person's really upset with me. I think I'm probably in trouble at work. I think that um, things just aren't going well. It really looked like that person was angry when I left the room, whatever it might be. But I know you've done this because we all do. And oftentimes we will give ourselves an out by saying, well, I'm just trying to prepare for the worst possible outcome so that I'm prepared if something bad happens. And you will hear me say a lot that based on the law of attraction and the way that the universe works, the way that our reality is unfolding in front of us is that life is not happening to you it's happening from you. And the distinction here is that the universe is responding to our thoughts, our beliefs, and mostly our feelings. So when we have these situations where we are creating a narrative in our head that is taking us further and further down the path of fear of a certain outcome, the universe starts to respond to that fear. It starts to unfold the story in front of you based on exactly what you do not want to happen. And this, this is a real thing. And this actually comes from science and it's called the observer bias. And what they found, especially in quantum physics, is that what a scientist believes will be the outcome of a certain experiment will influence the actual behavior of 
the atoms or the molecules or whatever it is they're working on. That those atoms and molecules are actually reactive to the thoughts and predictions of the scientists doing the experiment. And so we we are, this is at a very fundamental level when you're dealing with atoms and molecules, but this is telling us this is how the world works. And when we apply that same principle to our lives and to situations where we get a certain narrative in our head, not based on fact, but based on fear, based on the fears of what could possibly happen, we actually tip the scales in favor of that outcome not being more likely than a more favorable outcome would be. So let me give you a for instance so that we can make some sense of this. Um, I had somebody in my life who was very important to me, who had high levels of trust and confidence in me. And during the pandemic, her son got really sick and he showed all of the signs of having COVID and, you know, trouble breathing, listless, fatigue, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't go to school. And of course it got to a point where she took him to the hospital, took him to the emergency room and uh, had some tests run and was very scared. And I totally understand this as somebody, I don't have my own children, but I'm close to people who do. And anytime that our children are in a critical emergency situation, there's a lot of fear around that. But she called me from the emergency room, obviously very upset, you know, thinking the worst and, you know, what's going to happen and what if, what if things go terribly wrong? How am I going to live without my son? You know, immediately was way, way down the track on a, a narrative that was not at all based in fact. By this point, there had already been a couple of COVID tests that were done. The COVID was negative. He was definitely negative for COVID. This could not possibly be COVID. But the narrative that she was choosing was really, really not in alignment with what was going on. So what I encouraged her to do was try and bring her emotional state back into alignment with what we knew about the situation. And I did it by asking really, you know, kind questions. Well, you know, have the doctor said this? Have the doctor said that? What do we know? We know that, you know, he, he's been sick before. He's totally survived. This is not something that's probably life-threatening. At this point, we don't have enough information to make assumptions like that, to start just having the narrative go so askew of what's really happening. That's the gremlin, right? That's the gremlin fed after midnight that just turns on you. And all of a sudden you, it just feeds on itself and it gets worse and worse and worse. And, you know, observer bias, it, go back to that. If outcomes are based on how I'm feeling, then I'm just setting myself up for potentially 
experiencing less of what I really want and more of what I really don't want. So I'm happy to say in that situation, her son was sick for a few days, got better, and everything was fine. But I've also had this in clients that I have where the stakes are really high in a certain situation, getting a job, being in a new relationship, um, you know, even some other health issues and things like that. And if you let that mind take off on that chase of the worst possible outcome, you're really, you know, playing into the hand of that being the final outcome. So what I want you to do is to bring those emotions back into alignment with what's really going on. So I'm going to challenge you to ask yourself whether if you are in a high stakes situation, either right now or maybe uh, somewhere else or somewhere in the future, and you find that your, your emotional state is based on a narrative that's not based in fact, and facts, by the way, let's just clear this up too, Facts are verifiable. <clears throat> That's what makes something a fact. So if you think that somebody is angry at you, but you haven't actually gone to ask them and confirm whether or not that's true, or if you think somebody doesn't like you, or maybe somebody did something behind your back, and you all of a sudden create an entire story and an entire narrative based on this assumption, or let's just call it imagination <laughs> that you have not confirmed, you cannot base your emotional state on that, especially if it's negative, especially if it's negative. You don't want to be doing that. Facts are verifiable. So when you can have the mindfulness and the self-awareness to catch yourself being caught up in a negative narrative that is based on assumption, supposition, or simple flat out lies your brain has convinced you are true, I want you to try this little exercise. Just take out a sheet of paper and write down the facts. The facts are these. These are indisputable. <laughs> I have evidence that I know these things are true. Any emotion that I have around this situation can be based and should be based on this right here, this, this hardcore evidence that I've put down in black and white. If I have a narrative that is based on something other than this, I need to recognize that's just my little gremlin brain going off and trying to convince me that things are much worse than they are, and I'm not going to listen. Just because you think a thought doesn't mean it's true. Actually, when it comes to negativity, oftentimes when you think a thought, it doesn't mean it's true. And if we look at the work of Esther Hicks, what she often says is anytime you have a negative feeling about a thought, that is an indication that that thought is incongruent with your inner being. It's not even, that, that emotional reaction is not even about something that's going on outside of you or, or the other person or whatever it is, 
that negative emotion actually comes because it is incongruent with your inner knowing. That's why we feel negative so many times. And when you are in a situation where the stakes are high and all of a sudden you find your little gremlin brain going negative on you and you feel bad about it, that's a good indicator that it's not true. That's simply not true. So it's a, it goes against my inner knowing that that is something that is innately true to me. So sometimes the facts that are irre irrefutable, that we know for sure to be facts, they don't feel good to us either. And they don't feel good because they're incongruent with what we want for ourselves, the happiness that we're looking for, the joy that we want, the person we want to be, the state we want to be in. And that's, that's a good indicator too that we need to change something. Maybe we need to remove ourselves from a situation. Maybe we need to work on our thinking, uh, our mindset around that particular thing in our life. Maybe we need to take an action to shift and change that fact to be more in alignment with who we are and how we want to be living our lives, how we want to be feeling. But it really does take so much self-awareness and mindfulness to catch yourself in this situation. And that's why it's good to have a friend that you can reach out to, like the, you know, my client, my friend who called me up when they were spiraling. And, and it's nice to have an impartial voice of reason because once you boarded that negativity train <laughs> and your mind is off to the races, taking you down a track of the worst possible scenario, sometimes it's hard to deboard the train. <laughs> sometimes you need to make a call from inside the cabin and get somebody else to convince you to get off at the next stop and go back on a train the other way from where you came from so that you can find an equilibrium, so that you can find a place of power. Because when you are in that state of anxiety and fear or anger, you have lost your place of power. You have lost your place of centering to react and act in an appropriate way to create the outcome that you really want. So you got to get those emotions under control. That's your point of power. From there, once you have the facts, you can act and react in ways that are much more likely to bring about the outcome that you really want to see. So there it is. We're going to leave it there for today. And I hope that this is helpful for you. And I want you to remember the next time that you're feeling this way that even the exercise of taking a moment to take out a piece of paper and write down a couple of these facts, it gives you a pause. It puts the brakes on the train. It gives you a way to focus on what you know to be true. And from there, you get a new starting point to focus on a better, more positive outcome 
for everyone. So let me know if you like this one, if you have some comments below, or let me know if you disagree. If you think that this isn't gonna work for you or you've tried it before and it didn't really go well, I would love to hear that because I, I wanna give you a recommendation to maybe try another process that could help you. I wanna help you stay positive, get your vibe right, live from your inner being and create the state of happiness that you're truly striving towards in this life. That's what I'm all about here. If you're into it, stick around. There'll be another episode coming out soon.